Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name's David Reed. This is Marit Larwood here who's about to talk to you right now. Hello, listeners. I hope you're all feeling well, wherever you are, and confident about the future, even though the world seems like a much darker place these days. It's difficult to get a job. It's hard to make friends in real life. We're all getting older. (laughs) Is, is this list go on for much longer? That's the end of it. That's list. the end of the list, okay. Um, we are here to talk about films, um, escapism traditionally, uh, from the horrors of day-to-day life. Yes, please. Um, and, uh, I mean, I mentioned last week, I think films at the cinema are getting a bit better. I think we're going into a good patch. And one of those films, I think, is... The one I went to see this week. You lucky bugger. I know. I went to see Hunt for the Wilder People. Now, this would have normally completely passed me by because of the poster image is Sam Neill with a beard and a little fat kid. And you just go, I don't know what this is. And a hippo. And there's not a hippo. I'm looking at the picture now. Oh, a boar. It's a boar, yeah. I am very, on in the small thing, it could yeah. be a hippo. But, yeah, it, it, an easy mistake to make. But this film, to tell you a bit about it, is the uh, follow-up to What We Do in the Shadows, which was a vampire comedy that was very good, had Jermaine Clement and Reese Darby and people in. And um, and it di- was directed by Taika Waititi, who is from New Zealand, and he wrote and directed What We Do in the Shadows and he wrote and directed this as well and it's based upon a very popular book in New Zealand it's sort of a childhood favourite I think What's the basic premise? The basic story is about this kid who um, is uh, Fat He's fat but no I mean that's not the premise he uh, is in foster care and he's one of these kids who's a bit problematic and he's sent from home to home to home. Because he's fat? No, because he's, uh, because he's you know, un- unruly. But his the kid's name's Ricky. And he is sent to live with this slightly odd couple in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the bush, and uh, is introduced to a very different life. And the aunt is... They call, uh, they ask him to call them aunt and uncle and the aunt is uh, really kind but a bit mad and the uncle is a really grumpy old uh, sort of wild man who used to be a bum 
and he's played by Sam Neill. Anyway, I will not give the game away, but something happens and they end up running away into the bush um, whilst uh, there's crossed wires and there is a nationwide manhunt for them. Uh, and they don't want to go back to civilization. It's a comedy, right? It's a comedy, but unlike what we do in The Shadows or Flights of the Concords, which Taika Waititi was also involved in, uh, this one has more heart to it. Like, uh, I asked her permission to tell you, I went to see this with Daniel Ward, and she wept like like she was seeing Bad Santa again. Like Daniel it, Ward crying? Yeah, yeah, this film, because it is it is moving. You know, it's very moving, but... Did you cry? It's very funny. I didn't. I didn't. Do I, you cry at films? Not often. It. They. I, I can do. I do. I do. But... Uh, not as often as some other people do. I do. I know you do. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the dialogue is so good. It's so funny. It's so funny. This film. The little kid Ricky is absolutely fantastic. He's not annoying now. Or... No, not in the slightest. He's fantastic in this. And Sam Neill do- isn't playing a, a comedy character. He doesn't have a, a joke line in it. He is playing who his character is he's a man who doesn't have a sense of humour but it's one of those films where you go god I'd love to work with this person because every single character is a gift there's no boring character in it where you just go oh that was a bit functional or they didn't really have anything everyone in it's great and you want to see more of them this is a real hidden gem of a film because it's 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 still in cinemas now but it's going to come and go without many people seeing it I saw a trailer and it's quite big. Is it quite a big comedy? F- quite bits a- of it are and then bits of it aren't, you know. I mean, the kid is sort of a bit larger than life and everything, but it works. As a piece, it works. And the director has such an eye for both the the verbal and the visual comedy, sort of uh, sparring and playing off each other and then one feeding to the other. And it's just, it's great. And you don't want the conversation to go down this route, but Taika Waititi, the writer-director of this has been given uh, helming duties on the next Thor Marvel film. And, uh, I'll be ruined. But it's a uh, it's a road movie, a buddy movie, between Thor and the Hulk in space. And uh, it, however much Marvel manages to homogenise it and make it not quite work, I promise you it probably will be the funniest they've done so far because I, I want to see more this director does. He, he also did a film called Boy that I've not seen but I was talking to the comedian Nish Kumar last night and he was saying it's brilliant you should watch that uh, which, he's a comedian a chameleon yeah that's right comedian uh, no a comedian okay. with a D in it he's got he's got a D in it and um, apparently that is about Taika Waititi's upbringing and is not a comedy but it's still you know a good film uh, it's just one of those where you go yeah this I want to be seeing more things like this. Is this one of the best films you've seen in the year, then? I think it probably is. I I I don't know. I can't recall what films were this year and what were last year. I'm not very good at that. That's what happens. Yeah, your life just starts to turn to a blur. Oh no, I've never been good at that. I I was I was like this when I was you know 11 years old. I didn't. Your know life had turned to a blur. It's always been a blur. Yeah. Um, I don't. My brain doesn't really put things in order it, as I remember them. It just puts them all in a pile. Going, it's all there if you need it. Some sort of time traveller. I don't think so. Uh, um, how many days did you give it? Nine. 
Wow. There were moments when I was slightly brought out of the reality just by those thoughts of, oh, I see where this is going. But then they surprised me again. But there's just slight, it's not quite a perfect film, but it's a really good film. Do you want to cry now? No. No. I want you to. I'm not going to. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, no, but uh, Hunt for the Wilder People is what it's called. And it's got, and you know, it's got that great um, New Zealand sense of humour, but very different way of doing things to the normal American or British stuff we've seen that, you know, we, we got glimpses of in Crocodile Dundee or whatever. And this, you just get so much more of it. Of just like, this is their film like when I saw it at the Picture House Central um, there were laughs when just newsreaders appeared from people in the room and I was like that's clearly a real newsreader oh, so a lot of New Zealanders and were there there was it. New Zealanders watching it and and you go there's stuff I clearly am missing but I'm still loving this um, how did you find out about it then I went entirely on a whim. Actually, I wanted to go and see Don't Breathe, which is a horror film that um, a friend of mine uh, was a producer on and has been getting very good reviews, but it wasn't actually showing. And so I went, well, what else is reviewed? Well, I want to go to the cinema tonight. And purely by chance, I just went, oh, that's got good reviews. I know nothing about it. I'll go see that. Oh, I love it when that happens. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's the best. 8.3 in IMDb. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a really good film and it's it's funny and a weepy. It's both those things. Oh, Very heartwarming. Like something that I want to go and see. Yeah. Yeah, but I encourage you to track it down. It's really really good. Hunt for the Wilder people. Um Well, I will. Good. What should we do now with our lives? Oh god, that's a question. We could do this. Here's a message. Yes. It's from Ed Hawkins. Um, he's written two messages, so I might read them both together. Okay. He's written one on the 9th of September, then he's obviously had another thought later on and written it one later. Okay. What does he want? Ed Hawkins, IMD score 21, quite poor. Film Fandango is my new favourite podcast. Well done, Mr Hawkins. Thanks, Ed. I've been listening through your back catalogue in no particular order, so I'm quite confused. (laughs) I thought I'd give you a couple of recommendations from my film past. Leningrad Cowboys Go America. Not seen that. Documentary Hair with Chris Rock, which is very good. Uh, Last of all, Confession. I'm one of the CGI, those CGI artists forced to ruin many of our youth. Worst Bill Murray movie, Space Jam. He worked on that one. Oh, no. Um, and he's also, in the next one, he's written, Beast, entitled Beastmaster Talk. You cannot talk about Beastmaster without mentioning the heroes of the movie, Podo and Kodo. Correct. Also, you missed out the sword and the sorcerer and the pinnacle of the genre, Hawk the Slayer, with his brilliant use of ping pong balls and silly string in an effect-laden spellcasting scene. I did mention Hawk. You did mention Hawk the Slayer, and I mentioned Kodo and Pogo. A career defining (laughs) performance of Bernard Breslau as Gort Gort the Giant. I love Bernard Breslau. Bernard Breslau is in Kroll, though. Is it Kroll? I think it's Hawk the Slayer. Bernard Breslau is a Cyclops in Kroll. He's also in. Is he in Hawk the Slayer as well? Yeah, he's in Hawk the Slayer as himself, yeah. As himself? 
Well, no, no, that's brought the just live without a cyclops thing. Okay. Um, here we go. Uh, do you want to read this one? Yes. Yes. Well, thank you, Ed. I'm glad you're enjoying the back catalogue. This one comes from Ian Knight with a K. That's a good name, isn't it? Ian Knight. Yeah. Um, he says, please read in an articulate Mancunian accent. It's basically mine. Dear David Marrican Buddy, I'm writing to, to you to see if any of you have seen the Belgian animation A Town Called Panic. The French title is Panique au Village. Possibly the best ever film about toys going on an adventure. Not bad going, given the competition. I'd love to hear what you chaps think. Love, Ian. He forgot the I in his own name, so it just says Love, Anne. And I was confused. Uh, P.S. At the start of each show, I have a mental image of Danielle on bass, David on drums, and Marik on cowbell slash vibes, jamming the theme tune. Please tell me this is true. Um, I'm afraid Marek does not play the theme tune, but Ian, you're entirely right. I am playing the drums, and Danielle Ward is playing the bass. And it's actually a tiny little piano that I am playing as well at the same time, I think. So that that is what you can manage. But if you... Imagine rather, but if you'd like to imagine Merrick playing a tiny piano, as we could all be would back, like to, in the background eating some baked beans on toast. Yeah, you, or you could be bezing, you know, just throwing oh, some shapes. No, not that. No, I've saw when I was looking at reviews for Flight of Dragons, my favourite kids film ever. Yes, I saw someone one of the reviews also reviewing viewing this film, A Town Called Panic, and it's supposed to be completely mental, just a really out there kids animation. So I definitely will look it up because I think it, it does look. Like a fascinating film that doesn't follow any of the um, normal film rules. Oh, wow, yeah. There's just two, a cowboy and an Indian balancing on the bum of a horse on the poster. That looks good. In the review, this bloke did it, sounded more mental than that. I've got... uh, It's odd, this is another... A few weeks ago we had loads of Ferris Bueller emails. Yes. We've got another one. I don't know why... um, And this was done before that we did the last podcast. It's a lot of Ferris... Why is everyone talking about Ferris Bueller? Anyway... Um, and having a problem with Ferris Bueller seems to be a reoccurring thing. Here's from Steve Higgins. Higgins. Steve Higgins. I'll say that one more time. Steve Higgins. Hello again. David did a pretty decent Maltese accent last time I wrote in, but I'm okay if you want to give it a miss. Have you ever ever watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off with a thought in your head that Ferris only exists in Cameron's head and much of the movie is Cameron's fantasy in order to bring himself to the point of standing up to his father. That sounds like a film studies essay. It does. I love these conspiracy yeah. theories. It's usually that somebody's dead, isn't it? It's usually that everyone's dead. I think this is a really good... Uh, good I read another there. one, but carry on. It's a theory knocking around. You can look it up if you like. Here we go. I like it. It explains many of the implausible scenes in the film. Are there any films you can think of that you've heard a theory about years later that has actually made you think again rather than say that's total bobbins KWTF what's K the K for keep 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 watching watching the film film. (laughs) I thought it was what WTF as in what the fuck what the fuck keep what the fucking sorry keep what the fuck now I've typed that I realise it takes longer to say than keep watching the film (laughs) Um, yes I read exactly one of these that I was like I quite like that which was about Greece that the reason, because the, the oddest bit of Greece, um, the yeah. musical starring um, Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta, um, is when at the end in Greece Lightning they fly into the sky rather than off into the sunset. They literally fly into the sky, and 
there was a theory doing the rounds a couple of weeks ago, which was that you know in the song Summer Lovin', um, uh, uh, where they say uh, she nearly drowned. Well, she it's did. actually she did drown, and the entire film is her dying moments of her fantasy of having a relationship with the boy she's only just met, and at the end she dies, which is why she goes off into the clouds. So actually, Sandy is dying for the entire film. That would make it a better film. There's also a bit with... It's a good film already. There's also a bit with an angel in it, isn't there? Yeah. It makes sense. Also, people don't really sing in real life, do they? So that's... That's, that makes sense as well. Yeah. And Back to the Future yes. could be Martin McFly's first ever wet dream. The whole th- I mean, it's a very well-structured wet dream, isn't it? About about having to sleep with his mother. Yes. <laughs> wow, I mean, that is a hell of a first wet dream. It would put you off wet dreams. Well, that's the thing. He does that, and then the guilt leaves, and anxiety yeah. is all yesterday. It's like a, a manifest. It's like, you know, when you get chased... Yeah. When you're constantly trying to climb something, or you're doing a driving test or your French exam mm. again, it's that his guilt about having a wet dream about his mother manifests itself as having to get back to I the think, 1980s. I think it could more likely be Biff's wet dream about because uh, he's a bit more screwed up, so he might imagine Marty having to sleep with his mum. It's Biff's wet dream about being covered in manure. It's always got to be this, this side character, isn't it? So yeah. if it's a second sort of character. Maybe it's the car's wet dream about having men inside him. If you think Back to the Future was a wet dream, yeah. or you have any other theories, how can you? How can these people tell us what they are? They can simply go to filmfandango.com and fill in the contact form, and you will have your letter, hopefully, we sometimes fuck up, but usually, read out on the programme. That is a wet dream in itself. That is a wet dream. Are you wet right now? Oh, don't know how I feel about that question. (laughs) Moving on. Um, Have you seen a film this week? Well, um, we, for long-term listeners... Uh, I don't know how many there are of those. We play a game, um, occasionally we refer to called the IMDb score game. IMDb Top 250, we usually call it, I think. So you go to the IMDb website, and you go down the bottom. They've got their highest rated 250 films, and you simply count down until you reach one you have not seen, and its rank is your score. So I think we're in the sort of 40s or 60s at the moment, aren't we? Yeah, my I'm quite strong... All the way. I mean, my. I think my mine's the. Um, I fall down a Chaplin one. You fall down the Chaplin hole. Uh, the Great Dictator at fifty four. I have to watch. Good film. Um, and then I am not. I'm what I'm doing is I'm watching some later ones, so I can really get. Well, I think I've almost seen everything apart from those. Okay. Um, and maybe she's dropped out at the top. 100 but it was in there it's a top 250 anyway I thought I'd go and see one of the best films I hadn't seen because I wanted a treat I bought off Google Play which is quite annoying she you have to buy the whole film well, you can't just rent it. renting it yeah oh that's an um, oh. I watched it's number 86 at the moment in the top 100 films of all time right Amadeus great film I used to have this on VHS 
Very uh, very weird cover, actually, for it, isn't it? It's a fantastic cover, yeah. yeah. doesn't really suit the film. It's sort of an sort of animated sort of picture cover. Yeah, yeah. It came out in 1984, um, written by... It was based on a play written by Peter Schaefer. So it is a story of Amadeus, but told through one of his a rival composer at the time called Antonio Soleri. Who was in the sort of the German, Austrian, Austrian? Isn't it? Well, it depends where he is at the time. He he moved around a lot. He went to yeah, Vienna. He, he, he was the he was the um, composer, the court composer for this Austrian emperor, right? And he'd sort of stumbled across Mozart as this childhood prodigy, and not seen him since. And he realised and. He this Soleri doesn't really have any talent. He's a quite mechanical, old-fashioned yeah. composer. Played by F. Murray Abraham, and he's fantastic. Yes, in it. and he's he's jealous of the genius of Mozart, who's composing this music, and he sort of sabotages that. He's uh, the lead character, isn't he? Many people yeah, forget it's, that. It's, it's, almost, it's about Salieri. They both got uh, both uh, F. Murray Abraham, who plays Salieri, and Tom Hulse, who plays Mozart, both got nominated for Best Actor. Uh, in the 1984 uh, uh, Oscars, he won eight Oscars. Thoroughly deserves them. Yeah, uh, it is a masterpiece. This it's such a, a, a it's a great take on the, the story to have a narrator who's it's quite a traditional tech, but a sort of jealous narrator. Yeah. How he so you've got two almost two A plots really of their lives combining and how Mozart. Um, was you know a, a genius who sh- was struggled financially, and Salieri didn't back him yet. Was possibly his greatest fan. Mm. It's sumptuous. The costumes are amazing. Of course, the music's brilliant. <laughs> you know, uh, who doesn't? Is it Queen? It's Queen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Queen, and I think there is a bit from eighties pop group, nineties uh, pop group A One. Oh, as fantastic. Well. Um, it's just uh, Milos Foreman um, probably not directed it. Yeah. Uh, I watched the director's cut, which is about three hours long or something, but it doesn't really feel like that. It's just it's beautiful. The performances. I mean, Tom Hulse manages to play really sort of quite annoying. Yes, I mean he's per- perfectly. They're both put in performances of a lifetime. Yeah. And they both deserve best. F. F. Murray Abraham won the best Oscar. He won best picture, best actor in leading role, best director, best writing, uh, best art direction, best costume design, best sound, best makeup. And uh, I didn't know this because I, I thought, well, Tom Hulse has sort of disappeared after this because he's he gave, so good. He went into directing, I think. Well, speak. he also. I'm just looking him up now. He played the voice of Quasimodo in Disney's The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. So he, he didn't disappear from our hearts entirely, Marek. He, he, you know. Even F. Murray Abraham's appeared in this stuff. This was his, he's yeah. been sort of minor character. Tom Hulse, you, he, it's one of those things you see and you think, well, why? I remember him in yeah, Parenthood, he sort of plays a minor role in that. Yeah. Um, that's, it's just odd that he didn't become this superstar, probably because he hasn't got the looks of a leading man. He's quite, you know, he's just mm. not traditionally uh, handsome. He's just quite interesting looking, and s- so is F. Murray Abraham. But, a bit but F. Murray Abraham's work consistently, you know, 
throughout his career, hasn't but he? Tom Holtzman, he, I read that he gave up to become more of a to do theatre direction. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, F. Murray Abraham plays Noah at the beginning of Muppets from Space, which is probably his greatest role, but Amadeus is playing Salieri as close second, I think. It's great when you feel you're learning almost what, a semi-historically accurate, maybe yeah, not yeah. totally, but uh, it's just that classical music is somehow sort of painted in sort of quite in my head. Maybe it's only my head. It's quite. I love classical music. I listen to lots of film soundtracks. Yeah, I, I put you know, I put Radio Free or Classic FM on the whole time. But yes. I don't really. Have, I've never really been educated in it. I know you know. I don't really. I feel it's quite elitist. I think it's quite, and it's fascinating to see it as the sort of almost the the, the you know, music, the trendy music of the time. You yeah, know? yeah. And seeing all that it it, it wasn't all the. Uh, it wasn't so. It wasn't so. You know. Everyone wasn't sort of so buttoned up like Salieri. Yes, that's exactly. the thing. They were expressive, passionate human beings who, you know, this was how they, you know, who loved listening to this stuff. And that's yeah. what Salieri can't stand, isn't it? The fact that he's not good enough, ultimately. Yeah. Which um, is a brilliant story as well. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 It has parallels with um, the film Frank, actually, which is an inferior film, but I did enjoy a lot, which I don't know if you saw. I started um, watching it. I didn't like it. I didn't. Watch oh really? It, yeah. No, it's got. It does have parallels with that. Just a genius and the normal man. The sort of documenter. It's almost like the sort of Watson and Sherlock Holmes, really, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's a it's a fantastic film, Amadeus. If it is a blot on your IMDb two fifty, then I recommend you go see it. I'm I'm in the. I've just looked up again. It is still the lives of others is still the one that's stopping me. You haven't seen that yet. I still haven't seen the oh, lives of others. It's on Netflix. Is it really? Yeah. I will watch it. I've got three in a row, which are classics I've not seen. Which are uh, fifty-five, fifty-six, and fifty-seven are the lives of others, Cinema Paradiso, oh. and Paths of Glory. And I've not oh, seen Paths of Glory. Uh, I'm not huge. It's good, but it's. Um, uh, not a uh, uh, thing he's it's, uh, what's his name Part of Glory it's Kubrick yeah it's not his finest I don't think right. but, uh, but there's a lot to choose between in Kubrick's finest you, I defy you not to cry at the lives of others okay. or Cinema Paradiso really I've got a lot of weeping to do now I love those two films okay that's I think they should both be higher than in the rankings oh I mean there's no justice with those rankings really it's all the Lord of the Rings ones clogging clog, yeah, up Paths uh, of Glory yeah. is higher than The Shining for instance and I haven't seen Paths of Glory but by reputation that shouldn't yeah. be the case but um, oh the lives of others you lucky well if you haven't seen any of those three Amadeus is also brilliant uh, it's uh, it's refreshing to watch a different f- film and it f- I just don't think Without it being too preachy, right? Yes, a long film, not like Lincoln, when it's just trying. You've got historical figures, and they're so sort of uh, lauded mm. and held up in this sort of false. I don't know what's the word. I'm getting old. I'm like Sadi. I'm the Sadi area. This point. Well, there's, there's, they've been so mythologised that there's no humanity left to represent. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Well, I just thought I'd help you. <laughs> um, well, that's it for this week. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, yeah, we will be back next week talking about more films. Um, two goodies this week. I like it when we find things. We That's like. quite been quite rare this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So, um, I can't remember what we've done, so I'll do everything again. But if you'd like to write in, then go to filmfandango.com and click on the contact form and we'll get your letter from there. And also, we do all of this for free. So if you'd like to donate towards our running costs, then click the donate button. And thank you for anything you can afford. Everyone who's done it already, thank you very much. Yes, thank you. And well, also, also yeah. apparently, I've, I've been listening to some other podcasts, yeah. and they all bang on about saying, if you enjoy it, you go to the iTunes thing and write something. Write a review. Write a lie. A lie that says it's a five-star podcast. Yes. Even if you enjoy it, but it's a solid three, just give it five. I, mean, I don't think it's a five-star podcast. Well, you don't listen to it, though, do you? I've listened to it a few times, and I thought, oh, God, did I really say that? <laughs> yeah, well, fair enough. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so if, you, if you'd like to help us out in the iTunes charts by giving us a review on iTunes, then please do spend 20 seconds of your time doing that. And recommend it to all your friends who've got nothing better to do in their, in their lives, if they're in prison, maybe. Maybe in prison. Are we allowed in prison? Are we contraband? I hope so, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll be back next week. Keep watching the films. films. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.